We got the truth. We got the truth. We got the truth. A small business. We got the truth. We got the truth. We got the big truths. Welcome back. We are the big truths of small business, and I am honored to have sitting across the table from me, my business partner, my friend. This is Joe Watkins. Hey, hey, hey. And I am Travis Castle. And uh, today's topic, we're just going to jump right in, Joe. Uh, no guests. This is me and Joe today. And, and uh, we've been discussing, as we do each week, uh, how our business, how we can bring topics from our business and our lives to the show. And this is a pretty cool one. This week, Joe, we're discussing, are you on a war footing in your business? Mm. Are you on a war footing in your business? And, and to help you get in the mood of the show, in the tone of the show, we got a little clip we want to play oh. from one of our favorite movies. Oh, play we'll it. see if you can guess who it is, guys, before we tell you. Here it is. Fight and you may die. Run and you'll live. At least a while. And dying in your beds many years from now, would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! Joe, I am ready for war. If that was you, I just want you to know, if that was you on that horse right there, I would follow you into battle. Now, emphasis on follow. I would make sure you went first in case there was real danger. But, (laughs) man, I I, I tell you what, uh, today's show, as you can tell, is about the battle. And now, look, I do want to preface this show Real quick here, I did grow up with a combat veteran with bullets in his body. And whenever somebody made a parallel between war, I remember watching the NFL, Joe, and they would, man, it's a war out there today. And if I didn't, I had to sit through it every time. That ain't no war. <laughs> okay, so preface it with we're using an analogy here, right? We, we, we don't believe that anybody's shooting at us. There might be some small businesses that get shot at. But... We're using it in a in a in a metaphorical way here, right? Well, yeah, I think that clip is the metaphor. It's right prior to when that clip started. He's got his. They're sitting line to line. The movie's Braveheart. Mel Gibson's the actor. He's he's like the biggest war hero, you know, of of the time. And they're sitting on a battlefield, lines of people. And he's got all of his people a little kind of like not on board. Like they're like not like fired up, ready to go take out the enemy. And and they're saying, Well, why would we do we'll just run? And then and then that's when the clip starts and says, You can run. I have sat in a number of boardrooms over the years with an impassioned manager of mm. some type standing up, uh, usually in a suit instead of a kilt, giving a rah-rah speech. 
that really is all about him hitting his bonus. <laughs> and everybody in the room looking at him going, no, no, we're going to run. We're, we're actually not following you into war. So when I hear that, I'm thinking, you know, at the end of his speech, he had the exact opposite. They're ready to go. Because he, he made it about him, and they all knew it. But Braveheart, he knew that that was the best thing for his people. He, he knew what he was committing him and them to do was worth anything they had to go through to get to get to get their freedom. That's right. And I think that what I see in that is bullet point number one is the the if if you are going to lead your people to battle, then you got to lead your people to battle on a mission and a vision that they all can buy into. That works for them too. Can't can't be all about you. Right, it can't be all about your fight for freedom. Um, it has to be about, uh, yeah, what what's best for everybody. And now, look, here here's something else from that short clip. Is there's some there's some real honesty there. That clip starts off with fight, and yeah, you may die. Right, I mean, so uh, you know, not sugarcoating everything uh, was was. And, and again, in in a in a corporate room with a bunch of people, the rah rah speeches rarely carry any weight beyond that room. Uh, so so what we're talking about today, and using that word again with that disclaimer that we understand we're not going to actual war, but we're going to, we, we are fighting some battles here. And uh, I want to start out with why. why. Why would, Joe, why would we frame this conversation and use war, such an extreme verbiage here in your mind what, what what's the equivalent here of our small business our conversation around uh that starting one or running one and an act of war well it it it, it, it sort of follows a show we just had uh i mean doing something that matters for people that care i, love that. I mean in war you're doing something that matters and what we're wanting to do in the big truths and one of our primary goals that we weave through these shows is, are you doing something that matters? Is there something that you can get so passionate behind that it, it trumps even the, the, the actual reality of the battle you're about to, to partake and it's worth it. Like something that matters. I think that's what I think about. I think, I think that too. And I think, you know, one of the reasons we chose this topic is we recognize that you can have the best business plan, you can have the best strategy, uh, but if there's not something intriguing, if there's not something that keeps you in the business, keeps you, like we're saying, on a war footing. So if I'm on a war footing, I'm, you know, look, there's no room for error at war, right? I mean, there's that's why we have the, the training that we do in the military. That's why the when we think of the military, we really think of a no excuses type attitude that they bring. And and the idea behind that is war is high stakes. So when I think of going to war, I think of you know part of it is any great war movie you've watched, uh, any great war stories that you hear the guys that have been in real war tell is man it it sounds like the adventure of their life. And I, I'm trying to think back, and, and, and I'll ask you, being a part of multiple small businesses, what was the adventure of your small business life? 
I mean, the adventures, and I think about why I go and take the risk or why I, I left Chick-fil-A to go start the first house flipping business. And it's because I just had this overwhelming belief that there was a, a need in the marketplace that I could fill that wasn't being filled. I, it needed, it just, it just, it, it, it bothered me. It, 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 it kept me up at night. Like, why is this not happening? And, 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 you know, that was, that was a turnkey rental product that back then wasn't the turnkey rental product wasn't in, in, in the, in the marketplace. And so I, I had this burning desire to fulfill this need that I felt like needed to be there. Cause I, I could have been a customer of that. And so it was just filling that need. So, so he, hearing you say that, and it's one of the bullet points that I had here, and it's what I think is required in small business. And I think this is why, you know, they talk about small businesses fail because they're underfunded. Well, the flip side of that is small businesses fail because they don't produce enough revenue. And so, so one of the questions you can ask is why wouldn't they? And I think one of the answers to it is what you're saying is you just des described a pretty extreme thing to do. And you described it in a way that was very normal sounding. <laughs> so I'm a Chick-fil-A operator. <laughs> I see this gap in the market. I, I see this need that needs to be fulfilled. I think it's fair to say you had a predisposition. You had an interest in real estate. Uh, you didn't leave and then develop an interest. You had an, an existing interest in real estate. But that's a kind of an extreme position to take. The, the position wasn't I'm going to part-time this or I'm going to kind of figure out a side hustle, not let Chick-fil-A know about it, you know, kind of do this under another name or something. The position was, I'm going to leave a, an actual career with an actual career path. Now, again, at that point, Chick-fil-A wasn't the behemoth they are now, but they were rising. You were in a oh, rising yeah. situation. It was an obvious positive situation. You weren't leaving a company that was failing. To go start a small business that, frankly, had nothing but risk associated. So the premise here is— It's a huge risk. The premise here is, when you go to war, you're called to an extreme position, if I'm pointing a gun at another person in an actual war and I'm willing to shoot and I know they're willing to shoot me, this is the most extreme position that can be taken in, in our world. So I think what I'm saying is oftentimes, I mean, you burn a bridge. You, you, you absolutely cut ties. There was no version of you coming back six months later if things didn't work out. It's a very extreme position. And I actually think that's required. Uh, it may not be required for some people to get, quote, get into a small business, start receiving revenue from a small business. But right. I, th I think it's required to maintain. Well, what we're saying is, is it's, it's, it's not just about the fact that you've kept the doors open and you're making a living. That, that, that's not what we're defining as a, as a small business success. We're saying there's a lot of other intrinsic value that needs to come through this. And one of them is that you feel good about what you do. And the cool thing about small business over working for the corporation or working for someone else in a small business, for instance, is that you get to solve the problem any way you want to solve it. Like you have full control over how you attack and solve that problem. And so you get to use your full creativity, your full, you know, focus and energies to make it what you want to make it. And, 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 and it is required to, to have that burning desire to do that for it to be sustainable. And then I think what, what we've experienced is you've got to, to that, that what, what, you know, we had a show that one of our favorites called the rebound mm. 
is, um, and guys, listen to the rebound show because what we discussed is whatever it was that, that gave you that burn when you started, you're, you're 15, 20 years in, either A, things have changed enough to where you need to create a new burn, a new, a new desire, a new reason, a new modification of the business, or maybe you need to go back and revisit what gave you the burn to begin with, and maybe that relights you again. Man, you, you could insert uh, all kind of things into there, but we've talked about this before too. Your, your small businesses, all the rules of a relationship exist in it. Right? Absolutely. I mean, you, you just went through, hey, why, why did we originally – Following. What, what, what was it you liked about me? <laughs> We've actually started our, our new business together in, in late 19 um, as we merged and, and created sort of this new brand. Uh, we made a decision that, that in some respects, in many respects, that we had in the past, we're going to treat our business as a relationship, as an entity. Right. It, it has its own identity. We got to give it the respect it deserves. Yep. Um, and that actually coincides with what we're saying here. Yeah. Then, then, then it really matters. It's not just there to serve me. That's right. It's also there to serve what we're what we're trying to solve. Yeah, right. It, it, our, it's, our, our client. It's your health, right? In so many uh, mm. respects, it's like you know losing your health when your when your business is unhealthy. It can't provide for you. It can't do all the things. Can't can't fulfill all the reasons you got into it. Um, but I think the call to the extreme to to belabor that a little bit. I think it's why I have you know sort of confession time here. I think it's why I have a predisposition to the startup. The startup has so much, um, what would you call it? Idea momentum behind it. There, there's some drug that is behind a startup culture. It's a new girlfriend. I mean, you don't, you don't have the, the baggage, there's the no history. Baggage. <laughs> That's right. There's no baggage. <laughs> yeah. No, what could go wrong? <laughs> I mean, there, there's, there's no baggage there. So there's immediate energy. There's immediate, whatever you it's call it. It's a new that, story. Infatuation. It's a new story. You're, you're starting to write a new story. And that's appealing. Now, I think what we're saying here is if you go to war, what you're doing in your small business, the war footing, the war mentality doesn't allow for the girlfriend. It doesn't really allow to, you know what, I'm going to start this war, Joe. I'm going to go start another little war over here, and then I'm going to go start a... Okay, well, that's not very successful, right? I mean, that that, that gets ugly very Braveheart's Braveheart's war goal, if you just want to, to put it in one word, was freedom. He said it. And, and what he knew is it took this battle and that battle and that battle and that, that probably even broken battle that you didn't win and... To to what he what he really knew was no one battle wins the war, and because the war is freedom, and there's always people come to take your freedom. That's right. You sit down and get relaxed enough and think you got everything figured out before you know it, Amazon's gonna knock you out of business, and so I think that's the the war footing representation that I see in this is you got to be understanding that you got to be at the forefront of what's coming at you all of the time. And you need to not be on receiving the attack. Sometimes you got to go on the attack, right? You got to go on the attack to subside what is, is coming your way and don't let it come to you first. I, I, don't, I don't think too many wars have been won on defense. 
No. For the most part. I mean, there, there are times you defend and, and the goal is to hold your ground. And, and in fact, we're coming off a year, honestly, in 2020, where you could say, again, we're using all these metaphors here, but you could say that a, a win, a, a goal for 2020 for a lot of businesses were just to defend and just hold their ground and just keep the doors open and, and keep, keep employees paid and keep themselves in business. Um, so I, th- I think there's appropriate times where, where you're saying, hey, uh, something's coming at me. I didn't pick the fight, but it's coming at me, and I'm going to defend the territory here. And if I do that, then that's a win. Uh, so, you know, it's about defining the right expectation. Overwhelmingly, I think what we're discussing here is staying interested in your business, uh, interested enough in your business to go on the aggression. Because if I'm going to go on the aggression, it means that, I'm kind of excited about my troops here. I mean, the, the Braveheart ramp up there, the screaming in the background, uh, he was excited to go down that hill into that, but he had something in uh, the armory that he was taking to battle. That makes you want to be aggressive. Uh, so in our small business, we're right now kind of trying to build that. We're trying to get some, some bullets to put them in the gun uh, to, to go on the, uh, the, the aggression. I mean, I kind of think about like um, small business versus big business. There is a war in your business. I don't care what business you're in. If you're in, you know, the garbage business in your hometown, then waste management is, if they're not there, they're coming your way. So, you know, you're David and they're Goliath. And, And so... I think about when I think about these war stories, I think about what what wars did the underdog way outmanned, way undergunned, way under technologyed one. Mm. And they're out there. Mm. Uh, I just heard I, I just read one where the uh, I don't know what year way back, but the Greeks way, uh, way outmanned, way less technology defeated the Persians in a war back, back way back when, um, they were just smarter, you know, they just more tactical, more strategic and they, and they, and they took them down. And so, you know, that's sort of that small business. That's what, that's where we got to be on that war footing because Amazon's coming for your small business. Walmart's coming for your small business. You know, all these in our business, the bit, national management companies didn't exist ten years ago. There's four or five in our market right now. They are coming for us. So, so we're we're in the property management business. We manage single family homes here uh, in the Metro Atlanta market, and word got out about our business. You know, it's uh, the, the property management business now has all kind of third party vendors that didn't used to exist. It's there's software developed for our business that didn't used to exist. And along with that are huge funded entities. So Joe and I read about one a couple of weeks ago that has have recently received round B funding, which puts them at close to a hundred million dollars of funding. And they are pointed, they couldn't be pointed any more directly at uh, small businesses like ours. And so we've had conversations around that. Now, here's something interesting that I think, and I'm not much of a student of war, but from uh, from what I do know, here's the hard part is, let's say we're running the uh, the uh, local pizza shop here in, uh, in McDonough, Joe, and we got a great following. You and me show up every Friday night. 
we're uh, we're we're hosting poker night there, and you know we're just we're into our small business. We're doing all this creative, cool stuff, and we're killing it in McDonough. And we decide, hey, we got to expand. We we got to we got to keep going. We go, and then we go over to a neighboring city, and it's about fifteen miles away. But you know, we show up, we do the deal, and it's going pretty well. And now now we you know we're going to take this thing to Fairhope, Alabama, because. Every now and then you go to Fairhope, and, and it's a cool town, and you think it'd be a perfect fit. We're just not going to get to Fairhope, Alabama very often. So, so the, now the, act, the actual concept outside of you and I in the business gets tested on foreign soil. And I think what you find during an actual war, it's why, our, it's why the American military is so incredibly uh, impressive in this. But it's also why we can have such a large military, so much technology, and still end up in some real, you know, loss of human life of American soldiers is when we go to their hometown. Mm-hmm. We go to where they live. We go to their bike trails when they were kids in the woods, and they used to, they know that. And we don't know that stuff going in. Yeah, they got rat holes, and 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 they got they got places that you couldn't imagine where it even existed. My, uh, they got warfare t- tactics that don't resemble anything that they've even seen before. My old man would talk about shooting at the enemy. You turn around and he's behind you. <laughs> he went in a hole in the ground that's been there for 20 years. You didn't, you didn't know about Craw- crawled up under your feet. Right? So this is what happens in small business. And you see it with, with small business uh, businesses. You do see it sometimes. Interestingly enough, even with, uh, we've already had a few funded startups in the property management space come to town and guess what? They left town as well. Um, so, you know, a cautionary tale in terms of taking your business elsewhere is that's when you really get put to the test and and when the concept gets put to the test, can you fight on foreign soil with your business? Well, and and again, when I think about that war footing, what it means to me is, you know, don't take this to mean that you should always be going on the attack, right? You always should be looking for the battle to win. I think about the real strategics around winning a long game. Look, I mean, the Democrats have won at this point, a long game that the Republicans have been unwilling to piece together. Right. They were, the Democrats were willing to sort of lose some battles along the way. If it gave them a proper position in that in that war and so i play chess all the time i play online chess and and i think about all these types of chess games and if we if anybody's seen the queen's gambit what a, what a great show where you get to see some some strategy around some chess games where sometimes you sacrifice some major pieces to get the right position on the board like you it don't even look right. You gave up three major pieces and only got one of theirs and maybe a pawn. But the position that you got one of your pieces in is so strong that the long game is you're getting that king. And, and I think that that part of this is very unlooked at by small business. We're very reactionary. We're very got to react right now and deal with what's right in front of us. And maybe we don't have the money of the big guys because they can they can withstand losses that maybe we can't withstand. But you know, I think I think that maybe the longer term approach about 
what it is we're trying to do and, and, and realize we're going we're, we're gonna to have to sacrifice in area sometimes to actually be on top. Maybe something to think about here. Well, it's not only something to think about. I, it actually scares me to death when I see a company doing it. And so uh, you kind of looked at it earlier today. Now, I think you and I both think something is off with Zillow. So if you're not familiar with Zillow offers, you know, Zillow now, the, uh, the, the giant in online real estate marketing, they're they're making offers. They've sort of they've sort of done a lot of warfare tactics. They were the was it the Trojan horse that the the enemy soldiers were inside and they pushed the the horse mm-hmm. in and they got out. Mm-hmm. And they, but you invited them in. Mm-hmm. Real estate community kind of invited Zillow in, and Zillow is, is being at the very heart of a war strategy here. Oh, long war, long game. They played a long game. So anyway, long story short, they ended up you know basically. Uh, promoting every, you know, 90% of real estate listings ended up on their website nationwide. So I'm sure most people listening, when we say Zillow, know exactly what they do. Well, now they're buying homes. You've probably heard this as well. They're making the classical cash offer buying houses. Let's discuss what they did. They, They sacrificed some early revenue to have the position to own your buyer and own your tenant because that's the, they created the best platform on the market to look at property. And so they now own the person who wants your property. And so they, 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 they made sacrifice and, and revenue and, and, along the way and, and to ex- own them. Explain that a little bit when you say own them. They own them because, you know, the last numbers I heard were somewhere in the 80, 90% range. Your buyer or your tenant who is looking at your property on the market has found it on Zillow. Found it on Zillow. They're looking at Zillow because it's got the best you know, user experience, the best data, so, it's quick, it comes to the top of the search. It's just easy for them, and, right? And so some of the early warning signs to this act of war, because that was an act of war. We, we didn't see it that way because yeah. it facilitated something for it. They gave us something. It was free, man. It was free. But pretty soon after I noticed a listing or two that I had up there, in the bottom right-hand corner was another agent with another brokerage to contact about my property. Right, so then they started selling the fact that they owned your buyer so they, and your tenant. They started selling leads to my competition on properties that I had listed, right? So that should have been, in and of itself, a deal killer, honestly. That right there was should have been enough. Too late by then. It's too late by then. The, the hooks are in. So now what we're seeing is they're buying houses, cash offers, sell so, your house through Zillow. Yeah, so now the, the for sale by owner that used to put houses on Zillow now get... Zillow offers to come make them an offer. Why even do it yourself? We'll just make you a quality offer. So they positioned themselves. The, the, the key to that is they positioned themselves. So in your small business, what positions can you take? What positions should you remove yourself from so you can get a stronger position over here to achieve your actual goals? Well, and understand the the enemy here. I don't want to get off these guys because here's what you and I will see with these startups. This is this is the I say new. It's the new old startup strategy that's well funded. That's pointed at the small business community. Zillow right now they're making offers that perhaps don't make sense on homes in order to get the Zillow sign and because they resell these homes, so they buy your home and then they put their sign in the front yard and they sell and they sell the home through through Zillow. So why would they do that and break even or just make a little bit of money or sometimes lose money? Well, because the more Zillow signs you see in the front yards, just dominance. They, they begin to dominate that side of the market as well. So Amazon did this too, right? Amazon lost money for a decade 
for 10 years. They were at, at sometimes they were a laughing stock in terms of the amount of money that they were burning through. Well, well, they're not a laughing stock. How's, how's a small business compete with that? Because obviously we can't lose money for 10 years. You can't lose money for 10 years. So, so relate it to the small business. Well, that's what I was calling you to do. <laughs> Wait, you want me to you want me to answer how to compete with Amazon in five minutes? <laughs> you're gonna have you're gonna have to sign up to the VIP room. For well, me. I think the answer is is that if and we've got a show on this, we haven't done it yet. But if if you don't begin to narrow your target customer, figure out exactly who you can fulfill and fulfill very very well, because the uniqueness of what they are looking for can only be served by some somebody who has carved out a very unique pathway to, to that customer, a very unique product. And again, unique doesn't mean you're, you're, you're not doing a lot of sales. Uh, it depends on the business that you're in. Um, what it means is, is you're hitting all cylinders directly of what your customer is looking for. Because we know that the big, huge companies can't, they can't do it all to everyone well. They're going to be folks that get alienated. And the alienation is your opportunity. Yeah, and I think that goes back to our topic here in terms of war um, and, and what they do so well and what you have to adopt. Now, what it looks like for you might be different, but they take an extreme position. That was my point. I'll lose money for 10 years because I'm going to make money in year 11 and for infinity after that. That's, you know, that's an extreme position. That's not a maybe position. So I think if you take what Joe's saying and you go, okay, well, I understand that. You, you, you definitely can pull that off in mass. But you know what? The reality is for me to make a fantastic living as a small business, I don't need to dominate the entire market. Perhaps I'm going to take an existing extreme posi counter position on that. And I'm going to do things that I recognize Amazon could never do. Now, look, I mean, you may have to dig a little bit there, but it's there because they can't do everything. Zillow can't do everything. Um, so we, we've seen these big companies before. There are still local small stores that have existed in my hometown with Walmart selling the same product. Listen, I like, uh, you know, here, here's an example of an extreme position of a small company. Now, they may be bigger now, but small, again, small is still 500 employees and lower. is technically the small business size. But think about the, just the name, Christian Brothers Automotive. What? Is Christian their last name? Are they that small? If it, well, they they they've started small. Well, they come off. I mean, they they, they do started it well. they started small. They look great. And so, uh, you know, is Christian their last name? I don't know what. <laughs> but what they what they certainly have spoken to in their business model is. We, we are a group of people who, ha, who, who are of faith and are gonna, we're going to treat you differently. We're going to look at this. We're not going to take advantage of you in the, in the, in the car repair business. And, and, and that was an extreme position to take in a fairly competitive marketplace. Uh, it's worked well for them. Uh, you know, Chick-fil-A, we, we mentioned that. They're not small now, but they were small when Truett Cathy made the decision, as he joked about, the first Sunday that came around, he decided to close because he was really tired. It was a 24-hour 24 24 day business. He was just really tired by Sunday comes around. The truth is, he wasn't opening Sundays. He, he, he underscored that before he ever opened that, that business. When 99% of the restaurants open on Sunday, mm -hmm. he, I'm not doing it. And they've maintained that. So 
that's an extreme position. What did that do? That 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 altered in their history. It's altered who they're able to get to work for them because now I get Sundays off. That's right. So so people that care about maybe getting up and and spending time and uh, uh, to themselves or, or in their faith on Sundays, they have that day off. So. Those type of positions are the things I think you can do in your small business is what can you do to attract a better employee that the big boys won't do? They're going to demand the 60 hours a week. Well, is there something you can do to create flexibility, to create uh, a higher caliber person that's willing to work for you, even for less money because of how you structure their day? Uh, These are, these are the types of, of, of small business, you know, changes or, or, or th- things to focus on, I think, that can really make a difference to compete at, in the war. I mean, it, it's what Mel Gibson, I think, in that in that particular war battle, I think he had the underdog group of fighters. I think they were less trained. Yep. He had to put passion and grit and give them a real reason to go at it where the other side is – they're being told what to do. That's right. This is what you're going to do. You're here to kill, steal, and destroy. He put over here a real sense of purpose. And so even with a, a, a lot less trained army, he won the battle, won the war. Yeah, I like that. I think it's, it speaks to why uh, certain businesses really do succeed. It's the extreme position. They hold their ground. They're, they defend it. They're willing to, you know, like, like the clip, you know, I can have peace and I can run, but you know what? The truth is you can only run for a minute. You don't really ever run from it. You're running headfirst into another battle that you'd have to run from. And so, you know, it, can you get excited enough and can you sustain the excitement long enough to get a foothold in, in, the, in the war here? So in terms of thinking about some of these battles and some of these big companies and uh, some of the, the lessons that we learn from them, Joe. I want to talk about, it's kind of, a, it, this is just a business fundamental that big companies do get right. I think we can learn a little bit from, and we, and we can do it in the context of losing a battle to win the war, because I think there's a lot of that out there in big business, because they really get it, and, and they got money to do it. But uh, Panera Bread, I love Panera Bread. Now, I've quit going on Panera to Panera in the mornings, Joe, because I'm on a bit of a, another mm. journey that, that I'll discuss at a later date. Right. Um, but Panera Bread came out with a losing battle. And it didn't have to be Panera. This could be the local coffee shop. This wasn't super unique. What has what, what Panera started offering? I just think this is cool. And I think it's in the context of, man, they are going at your coffee in the morning. They're going to war over the guy that's buying coffee. $8 a month. And you buy a coffee subscription. You can drink all the coffee you want to drink at Panera Bread for $8 a month. Mm. Download the app, come in the store. By the way, you've downloaded the app, so it's on your phone. You come into the store, and you sit here all day, drink coffee. Come tomorrow, drink all the coffee you want, $8. How much, I'm not a coffee drinker. How much does coffee cost? I mean, Starbucks? you can spend four bucks on a regular coffee. <laughs> For one coffee, yeah. right? Yeah, that's fine and interesting. Well, that's a losing deal, except you know when you go into Panera, you order about $15 worth of salads. Right. So... Learn lessons from those those who have defeated you. Learn learn lessons from those who are coming at you with that war paint on, and take their best tactics and strategies and turn it against them. Well, that's right. Uh, you, you just have to be smarter. Here, here's what small business can do. 
you can be a you can be much quicker. That's right. For one, you're much more nimble. You can be quicker. You can be more local. They may have a lot of big organic data, but they don't have the data on that street and that corner. That's right. That's why the corner store that's still the, the locally owned corner store still does real well. You know, that Quick Trip's not going to put a store there. So, you know, hyper local, hyper quick, and, 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 and be just, I don't know, a little bit smarter in some of your tactics. Their smart has to come in a boardroom over six months. Your smart can happen in, you know, a weekend. And their smart has to work in 50 states and around exactly. the world. Your smart always got to work in your location. That's right. Joe, you got a guitar in your uh, hands here. Man, I just, um, I just thought that this particular exit needed one of the songs we've done in the past, but I'm going to add the new verse that that's not even quite done yet because it kind of <laughs> speaks to this show. Get on your war footing. Okay. There's folks coming for you. Mm. And so our little song that we're going to, to, to exit with, it ain't easy. We're going to sing the second verse of it today, along with the first verse. And yeah, well, you say we, am I going to be singing? Well, no, you're not going to, I'm going to mute okay. you. All right. Thank you. <laughs> We are the big trees of small business. Joe Watkins, Travis Castle. Find us on any podcast network. Please give us feedback. Give us some star ratings on, on your, your particular platform. We are sponsored by, yes, I rent property management out of Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, we appreciate you listening to us. We really do. This was unplanned, but we're going to give this little uh, guitar song a, a, a little shot here. Here we go. We got the truth. We got the truths, got the truths of small business. It ain't easy, but it's worth it. It ain't easy, but it's worth it. It ain't easy, you're the one with the plan, yeah! Early to bed now, early to rise. Go get that worm and never compromise. It takes more than you think, but not more than you got. Go get yourself up, this is your shot. It ain't easy, but it's worth it. It ain't easy, but it's worth it. Your small business is. It ain't easy, you're the one with the plan. Yeah, here we go. Here's a new verse. Enters the dragon, father of lies. Praise on that weakness, energized by Christ. Know your strength is from the Lord. Rise up, be strong, the truth is your sword. It ain't easy, but it's worth it. It ain't easy, but it's worth it. It ain't easy, y'all the one with the plan. Yeah! 
Thanks for listening.